Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. Jade is a brand designer who runs the Brainchild Studios in Australia. I discovered her Instagram account at the very beginning of my social media journey a few years ago, and I still continue to follow her to this day. This was a genuinely fun conversation as I've never really had the chance to speak with a fellow graphic designer on the podcast before. We talk about the importance of communication as well as the highs and lows of being in this field. If you're watching this episode, you might wonder why sometimes the sound gets cut off either for me or for her, and it's due to the fact that I had to be a bit creative with the editing thanks to a crazy long delay of the video feed. Oh, and my camera even goes out for a bit. Regardless, it was a great episode to make, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Here's Jade. Well, that was a nice warm up. I mean, a lot of uh, fumbling with technology. Yes, we're warm. <laughs> yeah, we're very warm. It actually, it's, it's, this is the third time that I had to go on, like, get on the camera and be like, hi, Jade, welcome to the podcast. But such is the nature of this podcast, this scrappy little podcast. But, Jade, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate Thanks for it. Having, thank I know, for having um, me. Absolutely. You live across the globe yes. from where I live. Where exactly a pond are you? Called Australia. I heard it's really <laughs> nice there. It? Unfortunately, there's a lot of spider stairs too. Spiders. We're currently flooding, so there's oh. that. Oh, I didn't think it flooded there for some reason. I don't know why. When I think of Australia, yeah. I think of like sunny beaches, perfect weather. We've got those um, too. Spiders. No, not perfect weather right now. <laughs> spiders, snakes. Lots I hate spiders. Try to kill you. That's I know what? that's that's the common theme that I keep hearing. Like Australia is beautiful, if nothing was trying to kill you. But unfortunately, there's a lot of things. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of just just about everything. But yeah. it's one of the places that my wife and I have always wanted to go visit. We see all the the videos, the pictures, and we actually know someone who who has gone there for for I think a good like few months. Absolutely loves it. He said he said that um, if he had the oh. the choice, he would actually just live there. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Thank you for making me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come over anytime. You and the fam. I've got children too, so they can all keep each other amused. Um, yeah. Oh we yeah, are yeah. That an hour from Sydney. Okay. Okay. And Sydney is like the, the main, is it, is it like the main, how do you say it? Like it's not city. the capital, but anyone from Sydney would say it's that not it the is, capital. <laughs> but it's not. Ah, I see. It's I see what you're saying. Okay. Knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Jade, I'm super excited to have you on today in this podcast because you probably don't know this, but I actually have been following you ever since way before I started my whole social media thing like i was a graphic designer and i was very new to the freelance world and your account was one of those accounts that i found just because i was i was looking for inspirations i was like okay i need to find other designers online and you know i was just like searching through instagram i think i had like three followers at at this time and it was my my mom, I think, and my sister was following me or something like that. And then I came across the Brainchild uh, Studios. And I, th I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was, what particular design. But I do remember seeing um, there was a door 
and there was a horse. It was like a. Uh-huh. Is am I am I near? Am I, am I close to my? Yeah. Is my description like uh, <laughs> accurate? Sweating. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna wait for you to finish explaining it. <laughs> well, I, that that's the thing. I can't yes, really explain I, it. And- uh, so it was a branding client of mine, and uh, part of the branding package I offer extra designs and she wanted signage for the shop and so she had this beautiful boutique and her business name was pony and i was like can i design a door where it looks like the horse is jumping out of the door and she was like yeah whatever like she was just the coolest client i'm like yes i didn't tell her like it would have every opportunity to look terrible um but I took, if anyone knows, um, it is an album cover and now I've just gone blank. Um, something, something thieves is an album cover that I took inspiration from where it looks like the horse is coming out of the mist. And, um, I worked with the sign writers and they did a lot of the technical stuff, um, on how to make it actually look with the design. Cause you had to have the head that was opaque and then areas of the door that was um, translucent. So it was a lot more than my design. It was a real team effort, but it, it has such a great effect at nighttime. And yeah, it got a lot of, um, a lot of love on the gram, <laughs> which is where you Overall, it was really good. I, it's, a, it's surprising to, to hear you say that it had every opportunity to go wrong because it looked perfect it, yeah. to me. And I'm like, this person knew what she was doing and it's it's pretty funny to hear you say that that oh my i hope it looks good <laughs> i remember when it was installed and i was driving i was driving past and i was so scared that it was going to look bad <laughs> and i was just like bracing oh. myself driving past the shop <laughs> and then just this i nearly had a car accident thinking Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's a very good. And for those who are listening and, you know, when I brought up the, the whole the horse on the door, people are like, what are what, what is he talking about? So imagine a frosted uh, glass door. So it's like semi trans transparent, translucent. Right. I think it's like the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see shadows mm-hmm. behind it. If someone's standing behind the door, you can see the silhouette or, you know, the shape of the person. And the design was mm-hmm. of a horse, like the opaque part of the design was that, I guess, the front half of the horse that looks like it's jumping out from the glass. It, like, in concept, it already sounds awesome, but in, in actual, like, the actual execution of it was really great. And that was one of the earlier designs that I saw. And going back to, to when I was browsing through Instagram, I just looked at your design and especially this is coming from uh, someone who, who is very young in the freelance world. I'm sorry, my, my phone is ringing. <laughs> I silenced this, but... You're such a professional. Right, Let go. me just say that. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. It made me feel so much better because I feel like everything is going wrong today. Aww. But... <laughs> but um, We're just rolling with the punches. Uh, like, my house is flooding, so it's like... Okay, okay. We need to get to that flooding, okay? I, I need to ask you what's going on but to, to just wrap up what i was trying to say is that as, as someone who was very new in the freelance world i i needed some sort of like inspiration and some of a, a community that i could kind of look up to and and be like hey i want to be like this person right like 
And your designs was very, they, they were very inspiring. They were very simple and clean and just professional. And I'm like, maybe one day I can be like that. That's, I remember saying that maybe one day I can be like that. And oh, so I've been following your account for that long. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, uh, wow. and I've, I've kept, you know, I, I kept following you because I, I don't know. It's just part of those, part of that journey where I remember the people that inspired me, the accounts that inspired me. And I, and this is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't want to sound like a stalker, but I know every so often you would, you would post, um, <laughs> you would post like um, a photo of yourself, basically reintroducing yourself to your, your audience and your clients. And I thought that was amazing. I yeah. thought that was very, um, very smart. And I thought that was very uh, personable. I think, I think that that's the best way I could, I could describe it because suddenly this account isn't just about showing off my design. Suddenly this account is about a person. Mm -hmm. And there was one particular post that you made that I will not forget. And that was about talking about focusing on like um, a small um, number of clientele. And I don't remember exactly the words that you used, but the messaging there was basically the choice. To it's not, not, it's not a, I think that was it. Like you wanted to stay small in the sense that you wanted to focus on mm. these people. It's not about trying to grow into like this huge number, which when I read that, I'm like, you know, what? I feel like she could have a lot more followers, like, re like she deserves a lot more. But then after reading it, I'm like, I wonder why. But then the message that I got at the end was that, you really just wanted to focus on these people. Like they are people to you. They're not just clients, they're actual people. Mm. And I thought I appreciated that. So I, I wish I could rename that, um, that post uh, or how long ago that what that was, but basically what I'm just trying to say is that I've been following you for a while. And so you are one of the earlier, <laughs> so especially flattered. the earlier Thank inspirations you. for, for me. Yeah. And, um, Wow. I'm not just some guy wow. who just came out of the blue and be like, hey, Jade, you know, want to be on the podcast? You know, no, I've been a fan. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So anyway, the flooding. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, it's okay. I'll, I'll let you know if okay. or you'll see me float away. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> Queensland and the upper state of my state, um, northern New South Wales, are... It's, it's crazy. Uh, a lot of houses are underwater and yeah, uh, two years ago we had the, the bushfires and now we have the floods and in between we just had a little pandemic. I'm not sure if you've, you've heard of COVID. Um, oh yeah. I've yeah, heard just one about thing that. after yeah. another. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. It, it was up there too, was it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it kind of happened here too. Like we were stuck at home for actually interesting. It, that's actually what I want to ask you about about this one. So this whole thing for me, this whole social media thing for me started, and even this podcast right now started because of the pandemic. And so it really started because of like I had nothing to do, and I've gotten to a point in my life where I said, well, you know, I this is the, the these are the cards that life dealt me. And, you know, what do I do with them? And so basically, I just, yeah. it's it's kind of like I was at that point where I said, hey, I mean, what else could go wrong, right? So I just tried my best <laughs> to, to find something. Yeah, I, that's the best way I can describe it. Just tried my best. So how did how did you um, deal with that, 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 that 
that really challenging year, 2020, I think. How was how was business yeah, for you? Yeah, it started in 2020, didn't it? Um, so I was busier than ever. Um, I remember my friends and family saying, are you worried? Are you worried that you're not going to get any work and your business is going to dry up? And it just wasn't a thought in my mind that I wasn't going to be working through it. It was more that I needed to homeschool my children and that I'd have to homeschool and also run a business. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? Um, but what I thought was going to happen happened is business owners were at home and they finally had some time to work on their own business. And a lot of them weren't online ready. And so I did so many websites over the course of 2020 and 2021. I'm so done with designing websites. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> side of the business definitely took charge. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So you were you kind of expecting this to happen? Uh, no, I didn't know COVID was going to happen. No, <laughs> no, I mean, um, <laughs> I should have rephrased that. When COVID happened, did you kind of expect yes. that people were, <laughs> that business was going to boom, <laughs> I guess is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I, you got I, me there. I, I didn't even think it would dry up and I would have no clients. I really did think that people are going to want websites. And so maybe I changed my strategy on my social media and, and maybe had a few of those targeted posts where I was talking about being online to get you through. And um, yeah, I, I really said a lot of no's during that time. Like, no, not yet. Um, I can do that in and, you know, a few months down the track, um, like we touched on before, I only take on so many clients at once um, for a few reasons, because I just don't have the mental capacity to have a lot of clients on at once. Um, and two, I wouldn't deliver my best work if I'm swamped. And I want every client of mine to leave and just feel like they've had a real experience and just get the best work out of me and, and the best work isn't me at my worst. So, um, and also I had to homeschool, so I had to have that <laughs> ability to be able to yeah. homeschool and, uh, work during the same day and still try to sleep. Um, so yeah, there was a few reasons why I couldn't, take on everyone that inquired unfortunately and i hate saying no so <sighs> it was hard <laughs> i think the struggle there is yeah i bet i bet it was very difficult i mean it's it's so interesting to hear you say that and i feel like you have you have more of the uh the foresight of like how to take care of yourself and i don't know how you came up you know, that came to be maybe through experience or maybe you're just wiser mm -hmm. than than me because for me, it was like no. I had to go through that, that those pains, like those mental mm. breakdowns. And and before I realized that, hey, there's there's only one me and I can either, you know, give myself a break and give my clients the best work possible or, or just keep saying yes to, to yeah. everything. And that was basically what I said, what, what I did. I just kept saying yes to everything to um you know, to my detriment. detriment. I mean, I, it was just, it, yeah, yeah, it was very terrible. So um, to hear you say that, I mean, that's, 
I, I wish I was like that. I guess that's what I'm saying. I wish I knew that from the very beginning because it, it's good. And I think this, this all again, yeah. speaks, speaks to your, your, your whole approach to things. Like you want to be more, you want to really give that personal touch, right? Like that, like you want your clients to feel that you have, um, they have your, your full attention. And that's very crucial exactly. in today's world, I think, it, right? Especially because no yeah. matter how good or talented you are, if you're not giving, if you're not making your clients feel important, then they're not coming back. Mm. And it's like, you're not, exactly. def you're definitely not also being recommended. They're not recommending yet. you. So, yeah. Exactly. So how do you approach, um, how do you approach your, your clients? Like, do you, do, do you get your clients through word of mouth? I'm really curious because I know you focus on a very specific, sure. uh, demographic and, um, you know, this is, sounds like it's good. So how does that go about? Like, do you do any sort of marketing or is it mostly just recommendations or referrals? So at the start, it was very much recommendations. Um, my first year it was, I really relied on the community. So, and I think that's just started that work with Jade. She's amazing. That's the experience that I want my clients to have at the end, no matter where I end up. I always want that when you first work with a business and they're just started and they've got that enthusiasm and they're keen and they're, you've got their full attention, like you said, and that's what I want my clients to feel like. I never want them to feel like they're, um, they've been sold. That's the, that would be the worst thing to hear from uh, a feedback from a client that they felt like I didn't live up to the promise or I didn't live up to the standard that they were expecting. And if I did get that feedback, I would really have to um, have a look at what went wrong there because um yeah, I, I am really particular with not just how many, but who I take on now. And you say that I'm wise, but it is just from experience because I, I was a yes girl and took on everything and anything. And, and you do when you're broke and you need the money to pay the bills and buy food. So it's only from experience that I have said, you know, wow, I really didn't enjoy that experience with that person. And how did I let them treat me that way? And so from just reflecting on the journey with that client that wasn't ideal, I've pinpointed things where I'm like, okay, well, that wouldn't have actually been that bad if I had give, given them a script at the start or if I had a longer onboarding process, I could have like potentially weeded them out. Um, and so just from, this is my sixth year, with this business, I've been designing for 10 plus years. Um, but with this business, it's just from those experiences. And for me to think, oh, I, I actually can't do it all. If I take on everything, it affects every aspect of my life when I'm run down. And like you said, um, you have to experience burnout for you to change things and I did experience yeah, burnout yeah. I did experience um, panic attacks and it really I think it was the end of 2019 start of 2020 it was probably my worst year and I really just had to not only create boundaries but really stick to them because I think there's two different things <laughs> yeah absolutely I can, I can definitely relate to that one um so I, I I feel like it's funny because I can go on with this this particular topic and 
I just Same. have to say that this is really interesting to me because I've never really spoken to a, a, a designer before, like a, a graphic design. Would you call yourself a web designer or a graphic designer? How would you, or a brand designer? How would you define your, um, what would you call yourself? Uh, I, I'm all those things. I, I really not, I wouldn't be offended if you called me any of those things. I do introduce okay. myself as a brand and website designer because I don't typically get like, I need a, I need a business card. Can you design it for me? I don't typically get those clients anymore. It's, it's more the bigger project things that I'm sort of focusing on. So I do try to put myself at the, at the brand and website design uh, area, but um, graphic design is what it all boils down to. Um, and then just with okay. experience, yeah. you can then put a brand strategist title on there and web designer. <laughs> yeah, that, that is actually, that, that's why I wanted to ask you because uh, I've never really talked to a, a, a designer like in your specific trade before. Usually the people that I, that I have conversations with, oddly enough, I'm a, you know, I've been a designer for the last 15 years of my career and not a very good one, but that was what was paying the bills. But, um, you know, most of the people that I have conversations with are video editors or filmmakers or photographers. And, you know, very rarely do I, do I come across designers like, like what you and I basically do on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. why I said this is really interesting to me, but I, I'm trying to steer away from uh the type of conversation that kind of sounds like inside baseball you know what i mean like something that other people will be like what the yeah. heck are you talking about <laughs> you've got to so, be relatable <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to make this you know i'm trying not to make this about my own curiosity as much as possible however <laughs> i do want to talk about like your 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 career as a designer so how do you feel about um designers nowadays and you know i hear a lot of grumblings about you know, programs or apps that you can download that anyone yeah. can download. Like for example, Canva, I'm sure you've heard of Canva, Canva. and how <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it, it seems to be how like, how much time a, do we have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's not a competition. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. This is what I've been trying to tell people when they asked me about that. I uh -huh. said, you can give me, you can give the people the tools, but they won't be able to, to really translate using those, those tools into the messaging that the, 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 their clients exactly. want. And so, I don't know. I just want to hear about what you think about that, this whole thing, because it seems to be like <laughs> a conversation that always pops up <laughs> with me. Like, how do you feel about why Why do I have to pay yeah, you if I can right. just use Canva? I'll be like... Go ahead, use Canva. Well, I mean, I'm not I, stopping I, I would answer that like, I would, exactly. I would say go use Canva and I'll see you in an hour. I'll save your spot here so we can have this conversation. Yep. Go use Canva and we'll, we'll talk again. <laughs> yeah. Mark this. <laughs> yeah. Should, twiddling my thumbs like he should be back in about yeah like five minutes from now so um so that bring, that bring. seems to be that seems to be one of one of the, the reoccurring themes in the in this in the world of design like i always hear designers complaining about um uh tools that are being readily available for for everyone to use like even um mm -hmm. i remember when photoshop came out uh photographers were grumbling like that's not real um, photography, if you can manipulate the, 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 the photos, right? And it, that, 
that's kind of like how I feel about all these tools. Like you can have all these awesome mm. tools, but it doesn't really, I guess, I guess some designers feel that they're being robbed of their skills or their, their value when new tools are being introduced and the awesome tools. Right. Mm. But I always, I just couldn't put or find the words to try to describe to people that it's not about the tools. It's about the, yeah. like, first of all, I think it's really about the, the relationship between you and the client. That's very important to me. And I think, you know, transactions like that. Yeah. The, the communication, communication is one of the most underutilized tools in humanity. I believe, I believe that if mm -hmm. everyone can communicate, like it doesn't have to be, um, just well enough for us to understand each other, there, there, there would be less yeah. conflict. There would be much more of like the good stuff I feel like. And mm -hmm. as designers, I think what really sets us apart from Canva, for example, is our ability to communicate. I don't even know where my, my where this is going, where I'm, I'm taking this conversation, but I just wanted to, to, to see so, your views on, on this whole thing. Yeah, sure. Well, I don't, like I said, I don't see it as competition. I think it's a fantastic tool for those fast jobs that small business owners and some of my clients say they use Canva, especially when they are internally marketing. So they're not externally marketing to their audience. It's, it's in-house. Um, it's a fantastic tool for that. It's a fantastic tool if you just need something really quick. Um, where it lacks, where do I start? Uh, it lacks <laughs> so much. And, and okay, for example, I actually did a, an educational post because I, w I too, like you, were, were getting, um, you know, why would I pay you upwards of $3,000 for a design when I could just do it myself on Canva using a template? Um, and I would have to say, okay, yes, if you use a template, that design's not yours, one. Um, you can't, you, you don't, if, if you're designing a logo in Canva, you cannot um, download a file where you can enlarge it without losing quality. Um, you are limited to fonts. And also in the most respectful way, the client is not a designer and can't articulate a design that will get them what they want. And that is the biggest point. Um, so for anything that is going to push your business to succeed, um, I think investing in a professional to get professional standard designs uh, is the wisest uh, foot forward. Uh, but there's you a time and place for Canva. Head. I'm not poo-pooing yeah. it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, if I had a bell right here, I'd be like, ding, ding, ding. This is it. That's exactly what it is. Like in the most <laughs> respectable way. It's it's the most yeah. respect in the most respectable um, yeah, way of saying it. Like you are not a designer and that is why you go to a professional. Yeah. It's not even about like the, the education necessarily. It's, it's the experience of this person when it comes to design. After the break, we talk about imposter syndrome, what it's like to be a self-taught designer, and also how common it actually is to be ghosted by your clients. Stick around. 
This has been one of the biggest pain points in my journey. So I'm going to share with you one of the best decisions and investments I've made as a content creator. And that is signing up with an online library of copyright free music. Whether you're new to creating content or a full-fledged creator, you know exactly the pain, frustration, and how much time it takes to find the right music. Not to mention it gets really expensive paying for individual tracks. Epidemic Sound is the answer to all of that. They have thousands of high-quality, royalty-free music and sound effects that you can choose from for one affordable monthly rate. Their service has saved me so much time and money over the years, and I cannot recommend them enough. So for the Coffee with Creators listeners out there, you can try them out for 30 days risk-free by going to your web browser and typing in share.epidemicsound.com cwc. Once you sign up, you have full access to their vast library, and I promise you, your brain, your wallet, and even your audience will thank you for it. Again, head over to share.epidemicsound.com cwc for a 30-day trial. My, myself, I am a, uh, I went to school for advertising and I am not mm-hmm. a graphic designer at all. I'm not even a designer per se. It was just, when I went to school for advertising, it was a lot about, it's, it's a lot about, um, more about thinking of ideas and thinking creatively, thinking out of, out mm-hmm. of box and just coming up with all these concepts. And, you know, not all of the, the, the people in my class knew how to, to, to draw or design and you know they just had that that vision basically and so when mm-hmm. i moved to mm-hmm. to the states um i had no experience and the only job that i could find that was willing to you know to pay me enough so i could pay for rent was basically a graphic designer yep. and you know i kind of knew photoshop and i kind of knew how to do this but then that turned into a 15, 15 year career <laughs> yeah and yeah. I, you know i i just knew enough at that that uh, I was able to, to, to get by. And I think, you know, crucially, one of the things that I was very much um, open with is just learning and being coached by people, yeah. right? Like if, if, if I didn't know how something worked, I would just ask them. I said, how does this work? How do you use InDesign, for example? How do you use Illustrator? And so that became my education um, as a designer. And so when a lot of, when, when some of these people approached me, their first question was, what, what, a school, where should I go to in terms of like schooling, design school, whatever? Do you recommend this? And I find myself in this position where it was kind of hard for me to recommend going to school because that wasn't my experience. Yeah, neither was mine. Okay, yeah. So I want to hear yeah. your story. I'm I want to hear your story as a designer. <laughs> I'm self-taught. So yeah. um, I I get that question too, where did you go to school? And and I didn't like I went to high school when I, I did a TAFE, I did a fine art illustration because I was going to illustrate children's books. That, that was the goal. <laughs> um, and so <clears throat> building websites was the furthest thing from my mind. And so when people ask me now, um, I, I proudly say that I am self-taught because I think it shows that you're really passionate in the subject that you are learning and you're taking on jobs and and learning on on the go and i think that's a real entrepreneurial spirit so i don't see it as a bad thing anymore mm-hmm. I, I did at the start i used to mm-hmm. avoid <laughs> avoid answering that one um the fear yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> the fear that someone might not want to 
pay me or um, might not respect me enough, but it's really, it's quite the opposite um, with the experience that I've had. And that's all I can talk on. Okay. Yeah. So you said that, and that's exactly how I felt. I felt that if I told people that I was a self-taught designer, that they would be like, okay, you're definitely not <laughs> worth this much money. <laughs> but to, mm. I found it to be the opposite. Like people instead, instead of saying, yeah. okay, you're not, you're not worth anything, whatever. They were, I, I would say more impressed at the fact that I had, mm. I, I didn't go to school for it. It was more like, yeah. They felt that I had the intuition of a designer and that's something that is it's it's almost like instinctive for me. So mm -hmm. in in a weird way Same. they kind of trust that. They trust that and they say yeah. what do you think about this? And so a lot of a lot of times it's just like I go with feeling as well like I you know I don't feel that this is this is uh, the best way of 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 doing this. And in my 15 years of experience what you said is exactly true. Like it seems to be the opposite that's happened. Like if I, if I admit to them that I, I'm a self-taught designer and it's, it's just the experience that taught me that this will work or this looks good, this feels good mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, people seem to trust yeah. that more. I think your advertising background would help so much too. I've got a real marketing background. And so I think when you can look through um, design projects and see the client's objective, maybe it's a bit of that also helping us with that intuitive design. Um, I get that a lot from clients like that. I just intuitively knew I'm like, yeah, but also, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what will convert. So <laughs> yes, actually that's true. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that's one of the, the things that I just never managed to pinpoint because experience taught me that if I did something in a certain way, it will not work. So I've done it so many times that later on when I meet, when I meet with a client and when I, you know, whatever it is that they, they were asking for, if I did, did that, they would think that it was just, or I would think that it was just instinct. But if I really think about it in the back of my head, it was experience. It was, it was all about, okay, remember you did this last time and it didn't work. So since we're both um, self-taught designers, let me ask you about the whole, this ugly, this ugly thing called, um, this thing where you, you feel like you're not worth it. Um, self-imposter uh, syndrome. syndrome. That's it. Imposter syndrome. Can you speak a little more, a little bit more about that as a designer? Because I know for most of my yeah. career, that never really went away. No, it's still very much present, uh, now. And some days I just have to tell my thoughts to have it like, just be quiet. <laughs> And, <laughs> and push through the fear yeah. and a lot of the time it is it's just fear talking and um sometimes on the days where it is quite bad it is because i lack some experience in that job um and so for example if i'm integrating um for example a, a website i did recently it needed to accept vouchers and it needed to have all these really intricate things happen and it wasn't not one plugin could could do that job and so i had to really do a lot of research but also talk to developers and actually have something custom created for this job and i i hadn't you know this is a step in the dark for me because i hadn't had to do that before and there's that voice like you are not qualified to do this you need to tell them that you're in over your head and you don't know what you're doing and um 
Oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't go away, unfortunately. You just have to learn to block it out or to even be aware that it is that fear talking and not a real logical thought. I guess uh, the reason why I wanted to ask mm. you is because uh, I wanted the listeners to realize that, you know, the imposter syndrome thing, like it's real and it doesn't really go away. Yeah. The problem is mm. we shouldn't be paying, we shouldn't be giving it attention because um, I tried to redefine it in my own way, how, what imposter syndrome really is. And I've said this yeah. uh, in the past with, with a friend and I said, you know what I really think about imposter syndrome? I think imposter syndrome is basically, imagine you're leading, you're ahead of the pack, you're ahead of the group and you're, you're, you're the only one who can see forward. And yet there's a fog right in front of you and you don't know what's beyond it, but you're the leader. And so mm. because you're, for, you're, you're forging on, you're, you're moving forward, and people behind you are asking, do you know where, where you're going? Of course you don't know what you're, where you're going. <laughs> and you feel that fear, right? Like, but that's really what it is. Yeah. It's just because no one can really predict what's, ha what's going to happen or what, what is there. All I know is, even though there's a fog right there, I know that beyond that hill is the destination. And so that's where I'm trying to take people. And so whenever I, I, I mm -hmm. feel that imposter syndrome like creeping in, I just tell myself that, I'm mm -hmm. just be I'm just at the edge of discovery. And that's the only reason I'm feeling this, this sort of fear. I'm discovering this new side of myself, this new talent, this new skill that I'm learning because it's it's something new that that's why I'm feeling mm -hmm. this. So I've kind of reframed my mind to think that way. Yeah. And yeah. I would I mean that's it kind of helps. That's what I'm trying to tell people at least. Yeah, yeah it's it it kind of helps, but it doesn't go away. I think that's a great mantra that this fear is actually it's not good but it is a teller that you are learning yes i mean i think that's the simplest way of saying it really you're just learning and that's the only reason why you're afraid but do something long enough yeah. over and over again that it becomes familiar and then you're not afraid of it anymore mm. and then you're not like you're not guessing and so rewarding when you can push through i mean if you really to define an expert an expert is really just someone who's done something over and over again more than exactly. anyone else. And that's what an expert really is, right? So you have to kind of put yourself mm -hmm. in that situation where you're always feeling that fear. You're always feeling like you're an imposter, but sooner or later you realize that people actually look at you and they call you an expert. And then that's, I think that's that's really <laughs> the, the, the crazy cycle of this, this emotionally crazy creative life <laughs> as a designer, I think. It, it's, it it's, people are probably like, Okay, these two designers, I don't even know what they're talking about, but it really is, I feel like it, this it, this goes beyond just graphic design. I feel like a lot of the creatives out there who are Definitely. listening also experience this, right? It's it's not just graphic design. It, it can be photography. Actually, it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be in, a, in the creative I think field. Anything, I think in general. Any small business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just anything. If you're leading a team or, or taking on clients and being that expert it's just self-doubt um anyone that doesn't mm -hmm. have any self-doubt is a massive narcissist <laughs> yeah, I, yes <laughs> that is that is very true that is very true those are the hardest people to work with you definitely don't want to work with people oh, like yeah. that well they wouldn't work with anyone they just do it themselves <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point speaking of that do you ever have you yeah, ever encountered um really really difficult clients and what have you if you have, can you give us like an example of like 
a, a ridiculous story if you have one and how you, you kind of sidestep that or you, you sure. dealt with it. I've had um, at the start a, a lot <laughs> um, because I was just taking on everyone, um, saying yes to every job that came my way. There was, um, just to give you little snapshots, um, there was a lawyer that told me anyone with a laptop was a graphic designer. <laughs> That's a facepalm worthy um, statement right there. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I'm like, what are you doing with, like, what are you talking to me for? You have a laptop, go for it. Um, so I actually didn't take her on, which was one of the earlier ones that I actually said, no, I don't think we're a good fit. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one was actually a local artist who I, at the start, um, I had a contract at this time, but there was a time where I didn't have contract, but this artist, um, you know, I saw a fellow artist and I was designing a flyer for her, um, gallery opening. And so I had designed a trifold brochure for her and we got into like second refinement. And then I got an email saying, cause I was chasing feedback, uh, to finish the design for her. And so I could then invoice her because at that time I wasn't um, getting any money at the start. And she mm -hmm. said, I don't need the brochure anymore. That's okay. Like we're done. And I'm like, uh, but I've already designed it. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> sure, that'll cost X amount and sent her the invoice. And she just ghosted me. And that was my first real jaw drop moment thinking, we're in the same small town. You're another artist. It would be like me commissioning you to do a painting and then three quarters of the way through the painting go, mm, I don't want it anymore. Bye. That sounds terrible. So from that, I just then never started a job until I had a deposit. And so it was a great lesson. Uh, wasn't looking back. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was a lot of money for me at that time. And more the disrespect. And I know that you're about to say you've got a similar experience. And unfortunately, it is all too common for our, our industry to not get paid. Yes, it's very, very common. I can't even count the, 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 how many times people have ghosted me after I sent them the invoice. After I've given them the deliverables and sent them the invoice, mm. bye. It's like, we don't know you. And I'm mm. like, okay, this is terrible. Yeah. But... This goes goes to I mean, there's a lesson there, right? There's so many ways of 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 trying mm. to eliminate that problem, right? There there are obviously the contracts, yep. asking for a percentage down before even you know getting starting mm -hmm. with the work. There's so many things, but what I want to talk about briefly right now is is your ability to actually pinpoint the right clients. It seems like you have no problem saying no to people, um, and I'm I'm sure experience taught you that. But how do you say no to people if you don't, if you feel like you're not a good fit? Like what's, what's the proper way sure. of saying that? Because I know a lot of designers who are not very good with uh, communicating that through, you know, in a very respectful way. They're, myself included, I'll be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Do I just, yeah. do I just delete their email <laughs> or what? Well, like, how would you respond to, to, to something like that? them. <laughs> the designer's revenge. <laughs> 
I took a course and it was a very good course. It was all about organizing your digital life. And with it came, came some canned emails. And one of them was a canned email, email to respectfully decline a job. And I thought, who would use that? <laughs> who would ever say no to, to work? <laughs> right. um, but then after a few years, you realize, you know, you don't want to do that job. You don't want to work with that person. And you do need to say no. And you need to do it tactfully because you might want to say yes to them later on. And you don't want to burn. I, for me, I don't want to burn any bridges. I still want to call a client that I've worked with that maybe we didn't have the best working relationship. I still want to feel like morally, ethically, I'm still okay to talk to you. If I bump you, bump into you down the street, like I would never want to or have to avoid people because of um, something that happened at work. And so to learn how to say no and, um, you know, even to, uh, stay true to your boundaries is a real skill and it only you only get good at it by again practice and doing it again and again and feeling okay and also like I feel like the more times you can say uh, kindly no sorry or you don't you don't say sorry <laughs> the more time you can say <laughs> look and then explain the situation in a way where it's just a thought that came to mind. It's not like, no, full stop. Um, I did a, a post not long ago and it did really well on Instagram on ways to say no. Um, so anyone listening, you want to find me on Instagram? <laughs> um, yeah, 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 but the, the carousel, it, it gave them situations and ways you can answer it. And it, it I didn't realize how many people would gobble that up. That it's, people were like thanking me so much. This is so useful. I'm going to bookmark this. And it really is those um, it's relevant to any industry because everyone needs to be able to kindly respectfully uh, stick to your boundaries or say no to jobs. And so for me, um, I do have scripts, but uh, for example, if, if it's a new lead, I, and it's something that I know I don't want to do, I typically say that I'm booked out and that here are the designers I recommend. And I really don't need to get into the nitty gritty because I don't know them and they don't know me. And so it's also for me, if I can imagine like an energy field is I try not to let everyone in that because it's another way that I really got burnt out a few years ago because I was, I'm really an empathetic, empathetic person. And I, um, I really genuinely care about my clients. And so to care about so many people <laughs> is exhausting. And so I do only try to yeah. let in, um, the, the clients that I'm actually genuinely invested in and it's a two way street. So there are times where I've worked with a client and one comes to mind and, it was um, not a respectful two-way streak. And I was feeling like second class and it's just not the client relationship that I wanted to have. I'm not a pixel pusher, which uh, is industry term for you move the mouse, but the client's behind you moving your arm. <laughs> like that's not why you hire me. 
did I paint that visually? Oh yeah, it's it's um, a very familiar so, scene, all too familiar for me. So even to um, explain that to the client that is trying to take the lead in the decision making, to then fall back on um, your experiences and that you recommend this way. And if you want to go with this way, I'll show you what that looks like, but I also recommend this way because it will work and give them case studies and give them a lot of the time it's a power balance. And unfortunately, a lot of the designers in their keenness to be liked lose a bit of their power. And then the client will feel that they need to call the shots to get the project done. So it's about maintaining that. Um, I, I use the word power, but it's, it's really just um, a balancing act and um, mm. to involve your client, but not involve your client to the point where they're feeling like they need to give you the answers because you should be the problem solver. Um, or the, the designer should be the one giving them solutions to their objectives. Um, and mm -hmm. all my clients, I can then look back on what's happened and it's, it, I have a lot to do with it. You know, I might've been too willing to do more revisions because they wanted to see what it looked like in neon yellow, where oh, I could have <laughs> just said, look, neon yellows. <laughs> It's not going to look good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a... I'm sure you've got so many stories. Um, and I love hearing them too because it makes it as a solopreneur or, you know, I work from home and a lot of the time it is quite lonely. Uh, it's only sharing our stories on social media and that is really like it's a two-way streak. If I'm giving people, uh, like people that follow me some insight and some content that they find useful great but i actually it's therapeutic for me to be like this is what happened and this is how i fixed it um and so a lot of the time it is i'd do it even if i had like two followers i would still be posting carousels yes. <laughs> ways to say no yes. as a reminder to me <laughs> yes no um what you just said is hit it hit it like it hits home for me because uh, I've said this so many times in the past, the reason why I started the podcast two years ago was out of that feeling of being so isolated. I had I've been prior to to the pandemic. I've all I've already been working from home three years prior to that, and it feels very very isolating. It's it's so I miss having to look you know, to the, to my side and see my, uh, a coworker and saying, Hey, you know, how was your weekend? And just like having normal, yeah. you know, human conversations. And I miss that. And so I said, during the pandemic, I met someone online who, who was like, Hey, we should start a podcast. I'm like, this is my excuse to just socialize with people. Yeah. And so, um, it, I, it really, <laughs> it really, um, what you said really resonated with me because it, it really does feel lonely when you're a, a solo like you said. And also I wanted to, to say that your carousel that you said that um, did really well. I think I find it really fascinating that as designers, there's so many intricate things about this trade mm -hmm. that people don't really recognize, like especially the, the psychology behind it, like the communication, like how are you? It's it always feels like I'm tippy toeing 
when I'm sending emails <laughs> or getting on calls with clients. Because yeah. the interesting thing about being a designer, right? Like a big, the interesting thing about being a designer is that we're mind readers <laughs> or we're trying to be mind readers. We're trying to understand their vision. We're trying to understand their goal. But at yeah. the same time, we're, we're treading very lightly because we don't want to, 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 to step on their vision. What we're trying to do really, mm -hmm. what we're, we're trying to achieve is help them communicate whatever is in their head or in their hearts and make it into a physical or, or something that they can, a tangible um, thing, something that they can see, that they can, they can interact with. And I think that's really what designers um, are supposed to do. I mean, at least for, for what we do, right? Like we're, we're that middle person between their vision and the actual um, manifestation of that vision. It's very refreshing to hear um, you express that because I really do feel like um, designers get stressed out because there's so much that goes on in our heads. Like how would you, the clients feel about this mm. and how, how would they react to this? Even if I were to give my professional opinion or my professional recommendation, it's not, they're people yep. too. They have feelings. I can't be like, well, neon green sucks on any logo. You know what I mean? I can't say that. It <laughs> has to be um, <laughs> very, in a very delicate way. So that's one yeah. thing that I want people to understand. When you guys who are listening to this are talking or working with designers, there's a lot more that goes around, that goes on in their heads more than just, um, what did Jade use? A uh, pixel pusher, I think. I, and I know exactly that pixel illustration pusher. where the designer is basically just sitting on the on the on the computer desk, and someone is holding their hand and moving the mouse. That's why I started laughing because it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've had jobs where it was li literally like that. It's like someone. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but someone basically took the mouse from my hand and be like, no, do this. I'm like. Okay, I guess I'm just I'm just a body here that just sits in this chair. Yeah, I'm it was terrible. Done. It yep. was terrible. Oh, it's terrible. great to hear another designer's perspective. I know it's terrible, but um, it's nice to hear at the same time that these stories, although terrible, they're very real. And I'm hoping that whoever's listening to this, um, and if they've gone through it, if they've gone, if they've experienced something similar to that, know that you're not alone, and it's just part of the process. And I think. Yeah. Um, the experience, like what Jade was talking about earlier. I mean, when I'm looking at Jade right now, like she looks so, like she knows exactly what she's doing. Like she's the professional, she's the expert. That's how I see her. And I've always like found her, her brand to be that brand that I, you know, I'm like, when I grow up, I'm going to be like that. That's uh, that's what I tell myself. And it's like, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I look up to, right? So um, it's very comforting to hear that behind that, you know, it's just the same, not that I wish that you struggle, but it's the same struggle. It's the same, you know, the, the growing pains <laughs> that every designer is experiencing. So yeah. yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for, for, for sharing that pretty much. Oh, of course. And thank you for your kind words. I didn't know that you'd followed me for so long. And so that has blown my mind and I'm very, Humbled. It's very lovely to hear nice things said about yourself. So thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's really great, honestly. And I'm not just saying that because you're a guest. And um, because like you, like you said, when you, you were sharing that, that carousel post, part of the reason I think that it's done well is because people uh, resonate with what your experiences. Like 
you know, on Instagram, especially on social media, we like to see, we call it a highlight reel. We, we'd like to see the highlights, yeah. like, um, especially that, you know, you know, the, the typical ones you see at the end of the year, like, these are the things that I achieved mm -hmm. during the year 2019 year or And so, yeah, yeah, right. Like I'm guilty of that. And it's just, you celebrate, you celebrate the wins, but unfortunately what I wasn't mm -hmm. thinking about is that people tend to look at you and think that that's all there is. And that's why sometimes when, when I talk to someone, they're like, your life must be easy. Um, no, it's not easy. It's, um, mm. it's very difficult, probably just as, 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 as challenging as any other people, you know, someone else's, uh, um, career. It's just that, um, I'm just showing you the highlights and what I appreciate about you, the stuff that you share is, um, you're sharing what's, what's real, right? Like, and I think that's why people, people like that. that suddenly designers don't feel alone, yeah. you know, suddenly, um, creatives don't feel alone. Like, oh yeah, that's true. I, you know, in a weird way, it's like misery loves company. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we hate Big clients time. that are like yeah. this, but I'm, I'm right. Like, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. So in a weird way, you know, misery just loves company. So, um, I think, I think that's why people appreciate and it. And that's it, definitely one of the reasons I appreciate it. I think it helps too, is to break the stigma. Like I talk a lot about mental health and um, it's okay to not be okay. And um, I remember before I had a, when I was talking about that bad year, I had a very public um, panic attack and an ambulance was called and it was, you know, very embarrassing. Um, but uh, before sharing that story, I had so much doubt. Do I post this? Am I going to lose work if I talk about, you know, that I'm actually struggling right now? Um, and do I talk about this? But uh, there was such a, you know, you have to talk about like the other side of my brain or thought process was, no, I need to talk about this because one clients might leave me alone and I won't have to tell them directly. <laughs> I love, I love that that's still in your brain. Like so that they can leave me alone. <laughs> it's so funny. And two, it might actually help someone else that's going through this. And the number two part of it was so like, I didn't expect the amount of people to get in touch with me, thanking me uh, about sharing the story because there's a lot of people that deal with panic attacks on the regular basis. I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was dying. I've never really had one. And so to hear that people just were having these regularly, I'm like, listen to your body. Like something is going on. Like this is not healthy. You need to make a change. <laughs> and so- yes. Yes. Me sharing that not so glorious, you know, what's the opposite of a highlight? <laughs> the shadow. I know. I, I, shadow I can't reel. think of the opposite uh, of a highlight. <laughs> shadow reel. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Maybe that should be a thing for you. Talking Maybe about, or for, for us to try out like yeah. at the end of the year, here's my shadow reel. Like all the terrible things that happened yeah. to me in the last a year. year. Right? <laughs> a year in review. <laughs> yes. Um, it's just doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think it's really important to talk about these things because it really does help um, create a genuine connection, not only with people that follow you, other designers, but uh, a client who wasn't a client at that time that I shared that post actually reached out to me and said, um, I just read your post, no time pressure, but I would love to work with you. Um, thank you for sharing your story. It really meant a lot to me. And I now know if I was on the fence before, I'm 100% wanting to work with you after reading that. And it just, all my self-imposter syndrome thoughts just shut up because it was like proof. Like people want to work with people that they feel like they know and they like. And so the more that you can share about yourself, I feel like um, within limits, of course, um, the more connection the clients will feel with you and they're more trusting and, you know, everything is just better. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And I appreciate you sharing this because um, I here's a funny thing. So the last person that I um, had on this podcast, we were also talking about this exact topic and I shared with her my experience that I that I recently just experienced this. So I've had panic attacks in, in the past. Uh, I've had a couple of ER visits uh, where I thought I was having a heart attack. And the nurses and the doctors were like, okay, you know, first of all, you're not having a heart attack. But I did appreciate the fact that they didn't, I mean, it would be in very not bad you. taste, but I'm, I'm glad that they didn't laugh at me. But they were like, yeah. this, you're just having a really bad panic attack. And so, but recently it, it was within this year that I had, uh, I would call it a mental breakdown. And it was, um, mm. it was not, it was very unpleasant. And uh, the last guest that I had, I ended up talking more than my guest. I know I talk a lot, but I ended up talking more than my guest because I kept like, it, it started to feel like a, everything was like gushing out, like all my, 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 yeah. my, my feelings and all that stuff. It was all coming out. And to your point, you it's very it important, to, important to share that. Yes, you needed to get it out. I needed to get it out. So conversations like this, I appreciate it. And, you know, um, for a lot of people, if you're not going through it, you, you know, good for you. I mean, honestly, like, I'm so happy that you yeah. don't have to go through it. But there's a lot of people out there who feel this, but they just can't express it or are afraid to say it. And to Jade's point mm -hmm. earlier, you know, having to share that side of her life, it might, it feels very vulnerable. Obviously it feels very uncomfortable, but if it means it helps other people cope with it, I think it's worth it. And I think, um, I just want to say, I appreciate that. I appreciate that about you and how you, how you, how you uh, approach this, this, this sort of topic. It's been a really tough few years as well. And I think we all need to treat everyone with a little bit more patience because you just don't know what someone else is going through on the other end and mm -hmm. having boundaries and having them in place and even being organized really helps my anxiety. And then I just don't get to that point anymore. Um, right. But yeah, I, I'm sorry to hear that you've, you've struggled recently with it. Um, it's not fun. I, I understand it is not fun. No, it's not fun to go through all, and also but... have to parent and also run a business yes. and <laughs> remain composed when inside you're dying. I, I, I think that was the toughest part for me, honestly. <laughs> exactly. I think that was the toughest part for me is trying to put on, put on that, that strong okay. and brave 
yeah, brave face for my daughter because, you know, she came up to me. She's like, Daddy, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, but I'm like crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was terrible. And um, it's hard because it, I couldn't even really explain it to them. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's something that I couldn't really, I couldn't communicate it. I couldn't say I'm just upset from all I, I would say was just, I'm just upset. I'm just tired. And that's all daddy just it's needs emotional to trauma, And darling. so I gave myself, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, you're right. I, I, you know, I keep forgetting that you also have kids and you know, it's, it's just yeah, that added pressure. They were in the car it's when I was having the panic attack oh and, um, mm -hmm. the, the ambulance was called because I had them in the car and we we're on a busy road and, uh, I just kept thinking, what if they get out of the car and what if I pass out? And I just didn't know what it was at that point because I hadn't experienced anything yes. like it. I just knew I couldn't breathe and I was getting mm -hmm. pins and needles in my face. And then I was talking to my husband on the phone and I actually couldn't articulate my words and it sounded like it wasn't clear anymore. Well, I couldn't understand uh -huh. what I was saying. I'm like, what is going on? Am I having a stroke? And so I just panicked yes. and, um, and mm. again, that same experience of being so embarrassed and them saying, just breathe. That's all you need to yeah. do. <laughs> oh. I know it's a, oh, I know that feeling so well, like that embarrassment that, that comes after. Uh -huh. But if you guys are experiencing this, if anyone who is, uh, has experienced this, do not be ashamed. You, we are people. No. This is a normal thing. It's, it's, we should accept this as something that happens. You know what I mean? Like this is it's nothing, a warning. It's not it's a funny. warning it's, that something yeah, needs it's, to it's change. It's a warning. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jade and I are laughing about it because we're just laughing about ourselves, but um, it's yeah. not a, a, a laughing matter. Like if you are going through this, definitely um, talk to someone. Talk to someone and yeah. don't be afraid to or to try to, to just explain it. Like it does feel like a heart attack. Like uh, my experience was like yeah. I felt like my the, the prickly sensation in my fingers and then mm -hmm. um, it was more like I couldn't, I couldn't pro process anything. I remember I was driving down this road and I had the windows up and it, it felt incredibly quiet. It was too quiet for me. I was freaking out. I rolled down the windows and then every sound that I heard outside was also freaking me out. So it's like, I didn't know what to do. And I remember I called yeah. my wife. This was like back in, I would say like, this was like 10 years ago. And um, okay. I called my wife and she didn't understand. She didn't understand what was going on. And she was, it just so happened that she was in the shower and she's like, I'm sorry, I have to call you back. I'm in the shower. And so she hung up and I'm like, already <laughs> freaking out. To you. <laughs> I know. And then I called, this is the embarrassing thing for me. I called a coworker that I had, I did not know this person at all. The only reason I called this person because she was a new employee at this time and she needed to give, uh, she had like a work phone and we all had to have each other's numbers. And her number yeah. was the first one that I saw and I called her. It was 10 o'clock at night. I was driving home from work and she was very what an initiation. understanding, empathetic. <laughs> Oh my God. It was so scary. That was so scary. And I, I remember, I remember she's, we're still friends to this day. And I, you know, that's why I, I appreciate I bet this you're person dearly. For life. Oh yeah. Yes. So I, I told her, I said, Vanessa, I apologize, but I am freaking out and I don't know what to do. And the first thing she did yeah. was she said, okay, Michael, calm down. First of all, if you're driving, 
um, stop by on the side of the road if you can, and just know that everything is okay. You just have to let this pass. Mm -hmm. And that's all I needed. Honestly, someone to kind of just uh, reel me in and just reassure me that everything is still okay. It's just your head. Your head needs to quiet down a little bit. And so that was my first panic attack. That was like, yeah, I would say like 10 years ago, I think. And um, it's embarrassing, but look, now I have a friend. And so, I mean, there's the upside to that, right? Like I've, I've learned my lesson and I also have a friend. But um, yeah, I mean, going back to this point, I mean, I, I, it's a real thing. And I didn't know this, we were going to go down this topic, but I think it's important enough for us to, to address it. Jade, you know, I feel like I could go on and on and on. I, I honestly could talk to you more about the design process and just like being um, a, a solopreneur and a designer in general. However, I do respect your time and I know you have children. I know you have, you have a life. So, you know, I think, I think I'm just going to, to wrap this up. And I just want to say okay. again, thank you so much for finding the time to be on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. You've given such great insight and I hope I didn't, I didn't, uh, talk too much this episode i, I tend to talk oh, a lot stop it and, no um, i, I love like... the casual format <laughs> okay. it's been beautiful because i don't like having to prepare i much prefer it to be like an organic conversation and i think that's what it was and it's so nice to actually get to know you more than just um, oh thank you oh, I, back. I appreciate Yay! that i'm back my camera's back on so my camera was Yay. overheating that's why because it's a little warm today but no thank you i appreciate that nice to get to know you rather than just your beautiful workspace as well so oh thank you i know i'm i'm more than i'm more than just this <laughs> that's why i tell my yeah like, i'm my, more the, than the decor like i'm more than just the yeah exactly i'm this yeah i appreciate it thank you thank you jade jade if if anyone wants to find you on instagram how would they find you or even get in touch with you how would they do that sure so i'm the most active on instagram uh, and my account is the brainchild studio and you can find my website at thebrainchild.com.au because uh, i am australian so .com.au is at the end of the brainchild <laughs> there you go the beautiful land of beaches and spiders that's how it I always think of Australia. And <laughs> and snakes and koalas. Everything else. And fire. Jade, if, um, what else? if you are at all interested, I would love to have you back as a guest in a future episode. Doors are always open for you. And oh, I, I think that. it was just such a great conversation. And I would love to continue this later down the road. If you would, if you would, if you are up I would to love it. To. If you are yes, open. of course. Right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I would love that. Well, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And also thank you for being early. I know Jay, you guys, you have to know this. We planned this later on, but Jade was very um, aware of the fact that, you know, I also have children and she said, we can start now. We can start early. She's great. And you guys should follow her. <laughs> Check her Instagram. <laughs> Check her Instagram account. Well, Jade, it's been a pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. I hope you don't. I hope the flooding doesn't get worse. I wish yeah. you all the best. Stop the um, rain, please. You take care of yourself, and um, I'll see you again soon. Okay, bye.